Are you not entertained? Thoughts by DeVille Dia, the podcast. Are you ready to get into the mind of DeVille Dia? Yeah. Are you ready to dive into the thoughts of DeVille Dia? Yeah. Let's do this without further ado. Yo, what's going on everybody? It's your boy DeVille Di and this is your favorite podcast thoughts by DeVille Di. Today I have a special guest once again, Dennis Sumlin. Did I say that right, bro? Yes, it sounds like it. Okay, well, you know, he's a fellow podcaster uh and t- he he he's I had a conversation with him previously and he is uh, very informative. So I wanted to take the time to get him on the show. And um, so, uh, Dennis, pretty much just introduce yourself and, and and let the people know what it is you do over on your podcast. All right. I am Dennis R. Sumlin. My podcast is called The Core Confidence Life. It's a men's development program. We talk about uh, building core confidence, healthy self-esteem. So we cover areas around relationships, sex, society, and spirituality from a no-holds-bars, holistic point of view and so we've got we have guests come on our show we have experts in men's development come on the show and we uh just talk about the issues of the day concerning men's development and building core self-confidence and everything related so we all know that there is a need for these type of conversations to be had um with the men uh, especially our younger men growing up and whatnot. At, but what was it that made you want to be that guy to bring this, to put this information out there? What made you want to get involved in this process of building these men? Well, I have a long history when it comes to podcasting and speaking and performing. So I'm a natural performing artist. You know, I started out with doing skits and improv when I was a kid, vocal mm-hmm. lessons growing up. So I kind of grew into the performing arts area of it and um and so when it comes to men's development part of my larger business of um i'm a certified uh, communication and confidence coach and so the podcast is a part of my current uh business slash practice um and basically it's about men's development because i see that there is a need for men to have a safe space to go to work out some 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 issues that we have going on inside Mm -hmm. because as you know traditionally uh men aren't supposed to say certain things and do certain things and feel certain things because it's what's called the man box you know not the man cave because that's something different but the man box you know society has uh taught us that we can't uh, express certain things or else we're less than a man. We can't be sad. We can't be we can't be too emotional. We can't be all touchy feely because we're a man. Yeah. Especially And in, that's uh, just not that's just especially in a melanated community. Yes. Especially in the black community, we have this kind of hyper masculinity thing going on where we can't show a a bit of weakness. And see that's not that's not real. Mm-hmm. Men are humans. Yes, men are men, but we are human. Exactly. Newsflash. We get so, emotional. So the point of the podcast and the point of my practice in general is to help men 
with those kinds of emotions and really become an integrated man. Get comfortable with all areas of yourself, not just the ones that are permissible by stereotypical society. Yeah. So um... issues that don't get talked about often, at least not from the perspective I come from. So we uh, we know you have the podcast. So what uh, are there other ways that you're relaying this information? Like, do you have like classes or seminars or like meetings or something like that that you do? Well, as far as the men's coaching, yes, you can uh, go to coreconfidencelife.com, yeah, and check out some programs around individual coaching around you know your relationships, your sex life, or spirituality, which is stuff we cover on the podcast, and just you know. Uh, work it out that way. Also, you know, I do other things like uh, help people start their podcasts and a podcast editing services. So that's oh, also sweet. there too, but that's a whole different section. All right. So what do you feel uh, uh, to start off? Like, what do you feel is, or is there one particular or, or like, what is at the core? Do you think uh, uh, is what's stifling our development as men? I think, one of the things that's stifling our developments um, as men, one, it is stigma. Mm-hmm. Stigma is the number one problem that we have as men and as humans in general. Stigma, which also leads to guilt and shame about aspects of ourselves. And so one of my goals here is to reduce and eliminate as much stigma around as possible. And, and so when you don't feel comfortable with parts of yourself, you hold back. Mm-hmm. When you don't feel comfortable with parts of yourself, you develop shame and guilt. I'm ashamed because I, I feel guilty or ashamed or less than a man because I feel sad. Shame and guilty um, because I have emotions, because I'm affectionate, because I like this, because I like that. Because men traditionally are only allowed to be angry. Yeah. We're allowed to be horny. Yeah. We're allowed to be hungry. I, I went, and maybe happy, but that's kind of it. Yeah. I went through a period of time where I, I will legit say that I was more comfortable uh, being angry than any other emotion, especially like sadness. If I got sad, I'd get mad. If I was, my feelings was hurt. I get mad. It was like a comfort zone for me because, you know, uh, um, like it was acceptable. Like you saying more than if I, when I was a little boy, uh, all I would ever hear was, uh, when, stop crying. Why are you crying? Don't cry. Don't be a cry baby. Because, you know, I am, DeVille is an emotional person, especially at a younger age, you know, and, and that was just drilled into me. Don't cry. But I was raised by a, a single mother, too. I didn't have contact with my father from the age of 8 to, like, the age of 15. So I guess that was her attempt at trying to uh, raise me to be a man, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what it is? Because traditionally what it's seen as, you know, is if you're crying or if you're sad or if you're down – as a man that shows weakness. Yeah. Don't be a and, pussy. You know, because don't don't be a pussy. You're supposed to be strong for your family, strong for your wife, strong for your kids. You can't be a pussy. You, you, you don't know who's out there trying to get one over on you. You got to always be alert and strong. And 
stuff is real. You have to, you know, handle your responsibilities, especially if you have a family or if you have a partner. Yeah. Um, you definitely don't want to be taken advantage of by people out in the street or whatever. You definitely don't want that. But we, but we also need space to deal with things like like sadness, like anxiety, like depression. We need outlets to handle those as well. And so, while you don't have to walk down the street melting in the sunlight, you we as men we do need a place where we can feel comfortable expressing those emotions and dealing with those emotions. Because you know it, what's interesting about this is um. You know, we talked about being allowed to be angry as a man. Mm. When I was growing up, um, for some reason, I got it in my head that I wasn't even allowed to be angry. Wow. Oh, you know, I'm allowed to be hungry, allowed to be horny, allowed to be happy. But to me, I got the impression about what a man is supposed to be is you're not even allowed to be angry because that means somebody else got to you. Yeah. Were you? Uh, did you grow up in a, a, a dual parent household or a single parent household? I actually, I, I did. I actually grew up with both parents, yeah. but I they didn't. They were older. I was adopted, so they didn't. No real male guidance mm-hmm. in my household. My father died when I was really, really young. My my mother was older. Like I said, I was adopted, so she got sick earlier, and so I was kind of left. So even though I had both parents, I didn't really get a lot of cultural guidance. I absorbed the guidance from peers, TV, media, stereotypes. I absorbed it from all that. And the impression I got was, if you're a man, you're not supposed to let anything get to you. No one is supposed to rattle you. And so if you're angry, that means you're rattled. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't have that. So I would stifle my own anger. So uh, me personally... It, it wasn't until I moved to Atlanta and I bumped into a good br- group of men um, that were family. Some were family men, some were single men, but they, they were men. And once I got around them and saw how they operated and got mentorship and coaching through them, it kind of helped me turn that corner. What was the point where uh, you had that breakthrough that helped you get more in touch and, and, and secure with your emotions? took a long time. That did not happen early. It, it took me living life and looking for who I was. Yeah, you know, because I, I was um, probably like 20, 28 when it happened for me. And I was 34 when I finally grew up. Yeah. So throughout my teens and 20s, I was just doing whatever I wanted to do, trying to figure out manhood, trying to figure out who I am, doing all kind of different things. And I didn't even I didn't slow down and really catch a hold of myself until 34, which I think I think it's late. Other men, I find that it is, you know, late 20s, early 30s when some of this stuff actually happens. Yeah, because I I had I've got married and had a daughter at around 26. So that kind of uh, jolted me into accepting the fact that there are things about me that I had to change and that I had a need to to grow up. You know what I mean? So that it was yeah. like it wasn't like it was a per- really a personal decision. It was more like adaptation. Yeah, uh, for me, it was one day I looked back on my life and go, "Oh, oh shit!" Like when I was growing up, I didn't really have a plan for my life. I was kind of living. I didn't really have a long term plan for my life. But when I, you know, I, I had, you know, I worked, I did different things, I had relationships and so forth. But I didn't really have a solid 
this is where I want to go. I want to be here by this age. I didn't have any of that. I used to rebel against that. You know, when they would go, oh, what do you want to be in five years? I don't know. Alive. Years. I don't know. So that's kind of how I went along life. And then once I hit my 30s and, and went, okay, I did do a lot of things in life, but where's my life really going? Mm-hmm. I don't really have what I thought I might have by this age. What's going on here? And so after looking back and taking an assessment of my life and seeing that good things go on and you know, I've had a pretty decent life, but it's not the life that I envisioned. And, and, and there's still a whole lot of things that I wasn't doing. All a long-term plan. So I had to stop and just kind of and discontinue things I was doing and introduce new things. And that, that, that's, it just happens over time. It wasn't no one, you know, it happens over time. Yeah. So, so like what were just from, uh, uh, so that we can get an idea for the listeners and try to make it helpful in your opinion, what were some of the things that you were doing that you needed to, to get rid of, to, you know, grow as a man? One, I, I, I think that one of the things I needed to do is have a plan for my life. One of the things I needed to do is think ahead about where I wanted my life to go, what I wanted to do, and how I wanted to get there. Have a plan. Think about where you want to go. Now, things may change as you go further into the future because new things come up. But if you live life kind of moment or for the moment, whatever, and you don't really plan ahead, and you're just kind of moving from thing to thing to thing, from job to job to job, from relationship mm-hmm. to relationship to bedroom to bedroom to bedroom, and you really don't have a game plan. So one of the things I needed to really build in there is having a game plan, knowing what who I was, what my talents were, and how I could apply that to be of value to myself and somebody else and into the wider, into the larger, larger world. That's one thing I needed to know is, is having a game plan. I had to work that out. Uh, number two, I needed to learn how to love myself. Ooh. What I did is I would go from relationship to relationship, from yeah. bedroom to bedroom, having sex, having fun, looking. And, I was really, and it really wasn't about sex. It was about looking for love and acceptance and a place to be because I wasn't loving myself enough. Mm, yeah. Instead we- of, yeah. Instead of going from place to place, from bedroom to bedroom, from, you know, person to person, um, I had to learn to love myself self, and accept myself instead of looking for that on the outside. Yeah, because for a lot of us, I know for me, like that whole being promiscuous and having uh, a lot of different women and having a lot of sex with women was part of what I thought at a certain point in my life, life was part of what made me a man, you know what I mean? It's kind of like that was, that was kind of, that was kind of, we were kind of indoctrinated, or at least I was kind of indoctrinated into that from an early age, from like teenager. There was, it was always the, the men that I did see around me that even the ones who had families, a lot of them still had those outside relationships and it was just like, you know, you be told, I'm like, and, and when you question it, or if you questioned it, uh, it would always be like, well, you, you'll know, you'll know, you'll get it when you get older. You'll get it when you get older. And I never really got it, 
but I did participate in it because I, it was a time in my life where I thought that was just what a man did. Absolutely. You, 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 I got the impression, too, because I absorbed all this manhood stuff from society and media, which is not really a good place to do that. But that's the position I was in. So I'm thinking, you know, the more the more, the, you know, the more pussy you get, the more man you are. Yeah. You know, um, and, and also because. Learning how to love yourself and accept yourself comes in handy, too, because I was delivered messages like, you know, if you're not a certain way, you're less than a man. Yeah. So if you're not built in muscular, you're less than a man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a skinny dude. I'm not built in muscular. You know, I'm not six foot two. And so where I come from, if you're not those things either, you're less than a man. You know, where I come from, if you feel too much, if you, you know, you're too sensitive, you're less than a man. Yeah. Don't get pussy. You're less than a man. So I got all that stuff dumped into my psyche. And so it caused a conflict because some of those things that, you know, media says that makes you a man wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah. It so, wasn't, didn't really go with your personality. I'm but, not a gangster. I'm, I'm yeah. not I'm not soft, as they would put it. Yeah. But I'm not a gangster. I'm not out there, I'm not out there bucking shots. I'm not out there joining gangs. I'm not out there kicking ass. I'm more of a peaceful person. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I was I was said if you're peaceful, you're you know, you're peaceful, you're weak. Yeah, cause I I came in a I grew up in an environment where it was like whether you like you said if you're peaceful, you're a pussy. So whether you really uh, uh, wanted to be a certain way or live a certain lifestyle, it was kind of pushed on you because the neighborhood would just put me in situations to where I had to react, and the only way that I knew at the time to react that would be accepted was in that 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 false masculine extra manly. Well, I just punch you in your shit. If we have a disagreement, you know, it's nothing to talk about. Well, I'll just punch you. We'll fight. And, you know, you never really resolved anything. You just fought each other. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I actually used to be some. <laughs> I've actually never said this on a show before, but I yeah. think it was a time I I think I beat a few kids up just at random. Yeah. Yeah, and see, I remember I, this one kid. I beat him up at random, and I don't even know why I attacked him. Just for I the just hell beat of the it. shit out of him, and then I go back the next day and want him to come out and play with me. Yeah, yeah, I uh, that was like part of the, like I said, it was part of the neighborhood. We fight each other, but nobody else better fuck with you. You still my bro though. We'll go, we'll knock the shit out of each other. But if anybody comes in the neighborhood or we're at school and you have any type of problems everybody's showing up it was never like we disliked each other it was just you no know, we didn't un we didn't have the tools for conflict resolution and sometimes you know you had that that kid you, you never knew that kid might have had a, a bad day at home you know uh, uh mom dad came home and kicked him in his ass for whatever reason and now he's he comes out and smacks the shit out of you and he doesn't even really understand why he's doing it I had no idea, and I just it's I just had no idea what was. And I'm not a violent person. I mean, we all have thoughts, we all have impulses. That's human. But I am not someone that runs around and kicks people's ass. But that's when you know when I didn't have any real true mentor when I was yeah. younger. Yeah. So like for, whatever. For me, like I said, the 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 once I got word that my wife was pregnant. That was pretty much the, the time where I decided to make an effort to turn that corner. Was there a specific incident in your life 
or uh, that that pushed you towards a, a change and uh, the the attempting to start to learn yourself and 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 love yourself and and be secure with your emotion was there something a, a incident that happened or was it just a, the gradual because like you said it, it happened a little later for you was it just a gradual like uh, awakening or was there something that happened that that catapulted you into wanting to get in that space oh i, I think it's this it's both actually because i was always someone who was more in more into intellect and spirit i was always into being you know smart and stuff like that also being very spiritual um which didn't work well as a young boy being spiritual and you know yeah. um but always study self-help stuff and psychology and i was doing that all my life um but it was from an intellectual standpoint there became a point where like i said in my 30s it, there wasn't any mental incident like nobody knocked the shit out of me or nothing like that nobody got pregnant nothing like that but i had it i had I, there was a time where i had a particular job um in an organization and once i left that position mm-hmm. i don't know what it was and it, i don't know what it was about me leaving that position else to do i had no other prospects going on at the time once i left that job and i was just kind of sitting on my ass and i'm like wait a minute what am i what am i doing like what am I where am I where am I going next Ooh. reason it made me take an assessment of my life um, and where am I going next and what have I done so far and what am I missing in my life it just came flooding in designed from that position and it doesn't sound like anything big it may sound boring or whatever but me like i don't need necessarily yeah, to get every, my ass kicked to realize yeah every, everybody's life is not a movie you know what i mean everybody's life is not uh uh just intriguing and spectacular but what's boring to us a lot of times i've noticed is intriguing to other people you know what i mean because there's a guy there's a young guy or maybe even an older guy sitting somewhere that's gonna hear this and be like that's where i am right now so for that guy what would you what advice would you give as like initial steps uh, to take if they've decided, you know what, I need to change myself. I'm ready to grow up. What what would be the initial steps you would advise these, these gentlemen out here to take? Well, for me, uh, to speak from my, my own experience here, yeah. um, I would say the first thing that I did is realize what's missing. If I'm sitting there in a room going, oh, man, my life is not the way I thought it might turn out to be. And now I don't know what to do next. Okay, well, how did I want my life to turn out to be? Because I actually wasn't even clear what I want my life to be. Yeah. And I I felt that my life wasn't where I wanted it to be. But at the same time, I didn't know what I wanted it to be. Yeah. But because how could you expect something that you don't know what to it's weird. But that's the way it goes back to getting to a plan. So, fellas. If you're ready to make a change, sit down with yourself. Make a plan. Where do you want to be? Absolutely. Where do I want to be? What's missing out of my life in the first place? Where do I want to be? Mm-hmm. Be. And and how do you do? Um, what can we do to help us better deal with our emotions as men or express our emotions as men? Just have to come to see when I started who I was a lot of things shifted mm-hmm. when I started accepting who I was instead of trying to be what everyone else thought I should be I think one of the keys is 
to be able to accept your emotions is accepting yourself whole as you are both good and bad without judgment much time judging ourselves based on vague standards fake standards of manhood we were just discussing we internalize those things and we judge ourselves so it's not only the dude next to us that's telling us that we're a pussy then we start absorbing it and telling ourselves we're a pussy yeah you know so that's there's that inner talk so you've got to first what where what you want where you want to be and then accept yourself for who you are Without without calling yourself a pussy, without judging yourself, without ranking yourself against someone else's standards, start out by just saying, "This is who I am." Yes. So how how would you? What advice you have for dealing with those friends, those family members, those people around you that when you start to change, they start to hit you with that? Oh, you change. What happened to you? You 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 got soft. Like how do you deal with those people? Well, actually. Um, when I changed, I actually got tougher. Mm-hmm. Thought about it. When I was when I was not focused on loving and accepting myself, actually I was weaker then. Mm. Pretending to be strong. Death. Myself, I became stronger. I became the man I was pretending to be. So when people started to be all sideways, when I made, I cut them off. Like, look, this is who I am. Some of you wanted me to feel a little better about myself, you know, whatever. This is who I am. And if you can't accept who I am, you're gone. Pray to change your atmosphere. Cut people off who no longer serve you. Cut people off or reduce your contact with them if they're not supportive of who you are. Because a friendship or a partnership is supposed to be mutually beneficial. Definitely. To want the, they're supposed to want the best for you and your development. And if you have friends and, and a partner around you that that isn't back, then you need to back away. So it is. I wasn't afraid to cut. Yeah, I wasn't afraid to cut people off. Adverse issues with my positive changes. So How are you gonna have a problem with me growing? Exactly, but they will. And me being more solid and secure in myself as a man. How you gonna have a problem with that? Like somebody uh, told me once, you know, a lot of times when you're, when you're, when you're growing, uh, and people are saying that you're changing, you didn't really change the way that you interact with them. They start to change the way they interact with you because you're becoming different. But then they they place the blame on you as you're acting different. Like, yeah, I'm, was I supposed to stay the same my whole life? Was I supposed to be the little knucklehead kid for my whole life? Is that what you expected me to be? I had people, oh, uh, yeah, people was like, oh, well, you don't do this anymore, and you don't, you know, you don't get with all these people anymore, you don't, you know, you, they used to look forward to stories, oh, who'd you sleep with this time, and all these exciting stories I had, and, I, yeah. and, and when I stopped doing all that kind of stuff, it's like, wow, you're, you're no, I'm not different, different, I'm just, I'm better, you have a caricature of what I am in your head, and you're attached to the caricature, Yeah, you're not attached to me. Yeah, because identity in your head, you didn't actually, you weren't actually my friend. You were friends with the identity you grew to like. Yeah, because yeah, I, I was full on at one point. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but locks, gold teeth. I was just, I was, just, I thought that I was just gonna be, you know, thugging it out the rest of my life. And then um, I actually reached out to 
some men that was around me that was just around me you know friends of the family and, and people that i met just in my day-to-day life uh my new life in atlanta and i actually reached out to them and said hey look uh i see what you're doing and i, and I like the way that you're moving as a man and i want you to help me become that way become more uh uh, uh responsible and more and, and get a better understanding of what it is a man's supposed to do because I didn't grow up with the man around me. All I saw was neighbors and people coming and going. And then once I um, relocated myself, that's when I started to not knowing anybody. I didn't have that comfort zone. So the people that I would bump into would be like, hey, this dude's right here. This all right, dude. You know, he had seems to have his stuff together. I actually reached out to people for mentorship. Did you? Uh, do that or no. were you involved in any program? No, or? not at all. Never. I was too afraid to. Like, I, I didn't want to ask for help. Mm. I would see men and they would look, you know, they, I would say, oh, they're, they're strong and they're confident and they're manly. But at the same time, I was under this illusion, you know, what am I going to ask them for help for? Like, that, that means I'm weak. Yeah. That goes back to that. I'm not asking you for help because that means I'm weak. That old tale, I'm not asking for instructions. So you, I'm gonna do it myself. So you just kind of was observant and and just built on yourself. Yeah, I did a lot. I I did all of my asking through studying. Mm-hmm. I studied books because I did. I just if I ask a particular person for help, one, it made me weak. Number two, they're gonna tell me their agenda. I didn't want. I didn't want someone to put their agenda on mm, me. Yeah, and it there's a yeah. lot of that out there when you look at these influencers on social media. I had a conversation last night. Uh, it's kind of off topic, but uh, where we were talking about podcasting and I realized that there were so many podcasts out there that was basing their whole success and pushing their whole set success off of, I'm going to teach you how to be a great podcaster, but that was really their go-to to make them a good, a successful quote unquote podcaster because Everybody wants to learn how to be a great podcaster, so we're all going to listen to this. And I think a lot of these influencers out there are using that same approach with manhood and entrepreneurship and everything, so on and so forth. Hey, come over here, and I'm going to teach you how to be a man. But at the end of the day, I'm really just trying to get you to pay this $19.99 for this book. You know, uh, um, I, I, what do you think about that? I agree. There are people, there, there are people who have agendas. And then there are people who have a, a manipulative agenda. And so I, I think you do have to be careful. I didn't go to any men's groups or seek help from other men until I moved into the zone where I was ready to grow myself. I wasn't going to approach another man because, like I said, it made me weak and I didn't want their agenda. Okay. okay. I didn't start doing that. Me going to different men's groups and reaching out happened after realized that I need to really correct my life here. It happened after, not before. So um, props to you for reaching out for help. And maybe if I did that, I would have developed a lot sooner. But, you know, we all have our path. Yeah, because I think, well, I love to read. I'm I'm a talker. And I'm one of those people that when I when I have somebody's attention, I, I will push the conversation where I wanted to go. So, and most people are, when you, when you're complimenting them by saying, hey, 
you seem to be a great guy. Tell me more about what what made you this way. People are usually more than willing to help you, especially somebody that's not in that field that doesn't look at themselves as I'm out here trying to teach these young men how to be men. When you approach them, they a lot of times they will help you. And I'm saying that, you know, for the listeners or they might be out there that's like ready to turn that corner. Don't be afraid to reach out to people. Or if it's in your personality, more like Dennis, to do just do the research. Do the research. Whatever it takes to help you grow, you know, you got to water that plant. And, and, and it's good that you did that because when I was younger, before all this change, I was, I think that I was a bit cocky, hard-headed, you know, mm-hmm. like, because, you know, I've, because I think, not that I know everything, but like, I don't need help. I'm, 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 I can do this on my own. I'm smart. I'm, I, you know, I, I know everything. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, before we get out of here, uh, tell the people, uh, do you have any uh, programs, any type of courses or, or any classes, anything like that, any projects you're working on you want to let the people know about? Well, yeah, we actually have uh, several programs. So one thing is that they may have mentioned earlier that I'm I'm communication coach as well as mm-hmm. confidence coach. So that we have programs around public speaking. So if you want to know how to articulate better or, you know, if you have a podcast or so forth and you just want to get your communication stuff, get it. So we got a public speaking course. Also, we got some basic confidence courses. Like I have a thing called confidence boot camp. It's kind of like a general uh, course to kind of get to know yourself a little better and get out there and take action and build confidence off of that. And then we have other courses, you know, relating to relationships and um, intimacy and so forth. So just an overview, and you can visit the website for more information. Do you got any, uh, what's the social media tags out there so the people can get in touch with you? Oh, well, Facebook, um, you can find me uh, at uh, The Core Confidence Life there on Twitter, you know, Dennis R. Sumlin, Instagram, Dennis R. Sumlin, and um, yeah, there you go. All right, man. Thank you for coming out, man. We definitely appreciate you uh, joining me today for the show. Uh, To the listeners, as always, I appreciate and I love each and every last one of y'all out there. Remember, be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated today, because either way, you made a difference, my friend. Now, Dennis, I appreciate you, brother. You got any closing words before we get out? Um... Just uh, look both ways before crossing the street. Great advice. Use that information however you will. We out of here, man. Peace.